0: what's going on niner fam it is peter lucas a uh, happy peter lucas today we got this victory 49ers 30 to 7 on pittsburgh i said in my pregame that i thought this was going to be a close game little did i know you know what it was i was just thinking too much about all the naysayers and all the things that could go wrong uh but we hear now we hear now week one Football, 49ers, in the building. You know what? Just let's get it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. i like to know. Are you ready for start time? Once again, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And yes, 49ers in the building. Ain't no slow starts this week. Ain't no slow starts this season for the 49ers. They came out and they just put a beat down on Pittsburgh in their house. I don't want to hear anything else about Kenny Pickett. I don't want to hear anything else about this, this team not having, you know, like a... I don't want to hear anything else about this. The defense might take a step back. I don't want to hear any more about Brock Purdy can't throw the ball past 15 yards. I don't want to hear any more about any of it. It's over. It's over. All the naysayers can go somewhere. All these people that questioned. uh, Now we got some questions still. We got some questions still. Don't get it twisted. I'm not very happy with uh with the game management. Not very happy about the end of this game of the game uh and the the personnel decisions for with uh Kyle Shanahan. I'm absolutely not pleased about that. But this team came ready to play. 49ers came ready to play. Nick Bosa came ready to play. Drake Jackson. Drizzy. Drizzy if you nasty. Like uh he came to play today. Kerry Hyder who y'all wanted to cut came to play. <laughs> like uh you Javon Hargrave earning that money he got him a sack today. Like uh but these guys came to play today. Fred Warner was a beast out there today. uh Hafanga got himself a pick. uh Mooney Ward even though he had some if he plays in this game, like uh, he, he had a pick uh, and they answered a lot of questions today for me, but I still have questions about, about We're still seeing the same decision-making from Kyle Shanahan. And, but, but I don't, I'm going to get into that later. I'm going to get into that later. Cause right now we vibing right now we vibing and it's, it, this, this team, this team, is looking like a monster. People were picking this uh, this Steeler team to be in the mix, like to win the North. They said they were much improved on the offensive line. Uh, they said they said a lot of things, talking about Pickens, talking about Pickett, Pickett. Oh, Pickett looks so great because he was doing this and that and whatever in preseason. We tried to tell y'all preseason doesn't mean anything. It keeps it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter how good, bad, indifferent you look on in preseason. Oh, and speaking of preseason, <laughs> speaking of preseason, I, I just want this is I'm not I don't want this to be a a show about gotchas and I told you so's and all that kind of stuff. I that that's not what we're doing. We're vibing on this win. But I want 49er fans to pay attention. I want them to pay attention to to what happened in this game with Purdy, Purdy in particular. We heard a lot of things from a a few beat writers, and I'm not going to say any names, talking about how uh, Purdy wasn't ready. They've got him on a pitch count. Arm doesn't look strong. Always oh, throwing picks in practice, we heard all these things, comparing other quarterbacks that used to be on the team to to the uh, to our starter. And have we answered the questions yet? Is my question for p for the that's my first question for people the naysayers about Brock Purdy. Have we answered has he answered the questions yet or do we how far into the season do we have to go to see that this kid is is pretty solid he's pretty solid at the very least and and I get I get our talk about upside I get it absolutely we all want upside right but sometimes but sometimes uh the the talent isn't enough Sometimes the talent isn't enough. Sometimes it's more important to have it all up here. To have it all up there and to know where you're going with the ball. To making your reads, to making all those things that sometimes that is more important than the upside. And and throwing away this, <laughs> throwing away that. Because of upside is not the is not the play, that's just what it is sometimes. Now, with that being said, so like I said, we vibing. We are. I am so stoked about this win for multiple reasons. Uh, the I would say that this forty nine er defense found a way to. I feel like they kind of coasted through this game. I don't even think this was a tough test for them. Uh, I mean, if we're being honest, I think that this, uh, that's the, I think the Steelers offensive line is bad straight up, straight up and down. Now they weren't bad the whole game. They had their little pockets where you saw that 49ers didn't really get the pressure, but for the most part, I would say that their offensive line is bad. The, the questions that I had about the, about the running game and about this 49er defense being able to handle run that all of the beat riders we're saying that they had to show up because of what we saw in preseason and in practice i think those questions got answered today they're not they're like it's either that or this pittsburgh offensive line is even worse than what i'm making it out to be so the the defense answered its question the questions about the the run defense Let's see, let's see exactly how, how good they were. Um, So Pittsburgh had a total of 41 yards rushing in this game. Now, granted they were down early, but, and Najee Harris only got six carries. They held Najee Harris, six carries and granted, Najee Harris had 5.2 yards average. He had 31 yards off of those six carries, but all of them, where he had 25 of them, 20 or 24 of those yards came off of one run. So really in five carries, he had seven yards. Like they, he broke out for one at the end of the, at the end of the, the half, I believe it was. And that, and that was it. But this defense answered the bell when it came to the run defense, they're just as good as they were last year. That's what I'm seeing. In fact, I think that they might be a little bit better because, like I said, I think they coasted through this game. That was the vibe I got from this defense is that the 49ers were just, uh, whoo. And, oh, what's going on, my man, Edgar? Appreciate you coming through. Niner bros, bang boys dominate all sectors with intelligent positioning and tactical. Oh, man, he's using all the big words. But, look. This defense, you're you're not going to. They they had two picks. They had how many sacks? They had five sacks in the game. Most of it came in garbage time, but Drake Jackson, Drake Jackson, if you know, like uh, I, I'm telling you, and I said this at the. Be at the the beginning, like throughout the offseason, that I thought that, that you could tell by the way that they were moving with their that they were planning on Drake Jackson being that guy. Now, granted, did he play the whole game? No, Clinton Farrell, him and Cleveland Farrell kind of they were using both of them because they were had they had both on a pitch count, which they talked all this stuff about oh, he's gonna get as many snaps as he can take. Yeah, no. That would <laughs> that was just silly. And uh but the reality is, is the, the good part about that is with Bosa as a part of a rotation, Drake Jackson got three sacks. Javon Hargrave got one. Uh Kerry Hyder got one. I mean, the and tackle for uh let's see. Tackles for loss. They had eight tackles for loss. I mean, this defense is going to be nasty again. And I said, that, and I said at the beginning of training camp that this, just on paper, this defense looked like it could be better than last year. When you add a Javon Hargrave into the mix, and he is everything that's advertised. He is a rock. He is a. Uh, who was the guy though? DJ Jones. He is a DJ Jones on steroids not no pun intended i'm not accusing javon hargrave of being on steroids but he is a juiced up D- dj jones that gives you some pass rush ability and him pushing the pocket in the middle what i mean he was in they were he was pushing that pocket all game long and it was an epiphany to this defense there was just no way when you've got that going for you and then You've got those edges screaming off the edge. You've got the uh you've got Warner and Greenlaw was everywhere. Uh, and then you've got Huff kind of floating around, blitzing from random th- from random moments. It's it's controlled chaos. And I love to watch it. I love to watch it. It was great. Oh, Daytona in the building. Appreciate you coming through, fam. <laughs> you know. The, the here's the thing but like uh I don't understand this and and I'm gonna get into it, I promise you dayton i'm gonna I promise you I'm gonna get into the the stuff the bad stuff after I finish celebrating. We need to celebrate this win because there was there was a lot of talk there was a lot of talk by some negative by some negative content creators slash beat writers and i'm not going to mention names there was a lot of negative talk uh but our comments common sense prevailed i'm just going to say that common sense prevailed and they're going to to throw out all their qualifiers and all the reasons why it wasn't exactly like that they never said this they never said that they're going to throw out all that stuff but the reality is, is we all know we all know what was said. We all know all the na- all the naysayers. We heard all of it. But common sense prevailed. Shani and this coaching staff is a very good coaching staff. Half of the stuff that we were worried about, we should not have been worried about. And I, I'm guilty of it too. I let it creep in. I let it creep in. All the bad talk, I let it creep in but i would refuse to say that Shani is not a good coach <laughs> now with that being said let let you know what before we even get to that part let's move over we got to talk about the offense cuz all i've been talking about is the defense so far but oh yeah no i saw i all i saw was i was afraid AJ Watt was going to rip off uh, Purdy's arm and just and beat him with it. Like uh, that's, that's what I thought was going to (laughs) happen. But look, this offense has an opportunity to be just as good as this defense, which is a scary thought. I don't, I, and I said, I've said this over and over again on my, on my podcast. If, if you don't see it by now that this is the best roster in football, then you are sleeping under a rock. You don't want to see it. That's what's going on. You don't want to see it because the weapons are everywhere, everywhere. Brandon Ayuk is a man child. He's blocking. He's catching balls. He's putting. I mean, he almost left Patrick Peterson's ACL out on the in the in the uh, in the end zone area. I don't know if anybody saw that, <laughs> but. Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Debo made a couple of, he'd made a nice grab across the middle. And, and they, uh, and he made a couple of nice moves on, and broke a couple of tackles. Then you've got Christian McCaffrey. So it was bittersweet for me, Christian McCaffrey, because yeah, he only got 22 carries, right? It felt like so many more. And the reason why it felt like so many more is because he really didn't start running the Shane really didn't start running the ball until the game was almost over. But my but the way I look at that is the game's almost over. You're up at the time by 20. Why are we still running Christian McCaffrey into walls? Why are we calling screenplays? Like I, I'm not quite understanding why our best players are out there. I'm not understanding, but going to get to it <laughs> like, uh, Oh, Daytona saying Shan's staying here. Proud of it. I, you know what? I, I'm a shiny guy, but I, I cannot say that I was entirely happy with them in this game. Like, uh, I think that these players played their butts off. I think that, uh, the game plan was great. I think the game plan was great. Now, and uh, oh, we gotta mention uh, we had a, an Elijah Mitchell sighting to me, he didn't look good <laughs> to me I, I'm gonna rewatch it again, but to me, this is an instant reaction. I haven't had a chance to really revisit any of this, but he didn't look he didn't look confident um it did it looked different the minute McCaffrey wasn't in there, uh which is why I would have rather saw Jordan Mason at that point, but either way, I digress. The, but you got, I talked about Debo and then Kittle, Kittle, Kittle had a nice, they got, they went to him early and then we, he kind of disappeared throughout the game, but that's, what's going to happen when you've got all these weapons, you got all these weapons and they're not going to throw the ball a ton because they didn't have to, they didn't have to, they, they, they dominated time of possession. Uh, let me see. I believe they dominated time of possession. Let me see. Let me pull that up. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they dominated a uh, time of possession: thirty-seven minutes and uh, twenty-three seconds to twenty-two minutes, thirty-seven seconds. And so, dominated time of possessions. Uh, they actually had more penalties than than Pittsburgh due to that, that drive right before the... Uh, that Pittsburgh drive right before the half, which was a whole other thing. Um, I mean, rushing yards, 188 rushing yards to 41. Uh, and then passing yards, you would think that they would have way more passing yards since they didn't have any rushing yards, but they had... Uh, we had 203 to their 198, and Pickett was not good. I mean, any kind of pressure, any kind, anybody even near him, and he was off. He was off target on his throws. If anybody was breathing on him, he was he was off target on his throws. So I don't know what that says about their about their future in this season, but but yeah, it was like his timing was all off. And his accuracy was all off. But Brock Purdy's wasn't. Brock Purdy's was not. And granted, you're going to look at it and it's going to say 19-29. and 29, And you're going to say, oh, well, he wasn't that accurate. For the most part, Brock Brock had a good game. Brock had a good game. And the way Shani did this, uh, it was a, he only had 220 yards. But he had two touchdowns. And he made plays when he needed to make plays. I would say that a few times... Uh, towards the middle end of the game, he uh, he held onto the ball a little too long, and a couple of times I would have rather him just throwing the ball away. I know he's trying to make a play, but but we need you to stay healthy the whole game, and you're up. Just throw the ball away, and you that's what exactly what you ended up doing anyway. So, uh, I mean, he had two fumbles in this game, one of them he lost. So, but if you take those out i would say he had a pretty decent game now with that being said he's got to he's got to get a handle on that part and balance it's got to be a balance between the playmaking and the um uh, the playmaking and the and the just being safe with the ball so also i mean i would say see now a lot of people are going to get on this team about their about the pass protection. But like I said in my pregame, they were going against TJ Watt and Highsmith. And they they got some beasts over there. Like uh and uh, get granted, Cam Hayward ended up having to leave the game early, but TJ Watt is a is a pretty tough guy. And and yes, he had is he? He had three sacks and one force fumble or two force fumbles. I think he had two force fumbles. Yeah, he had five QB hits. Like uh, so I mean, but come on. The it was it was McKitz's first time, like first time, and I'm not gonna make excuses for him. could have been better. McKibvit's could could've been better, and I'm sure once I watch back this this film one more time, it's gonna probably look worse than what than what I remember it being but but I would say that that for overall the offensive line didn't play bad. I mean, they scored thirty points <laughs> they scored thirty points, and granted, the defense was dominant, so they had short fields and like all that kind of stuff, but still. And I think that's a big reason why Purdy didn't have the yards that he probably would have had. Like uh, but but yeah, it's overall I s I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have another show where I after I rewatch this game and like kind of really deep dive into what I see. But uh just that as an instant reaction to to what we saw, I, I thought that the the offensive line played well. Oh, David in the house. What's up, David? Yeah, me too. I expected it to be a closer game, but fortunately for us, they were not ready to play. And we were, I don't think that they were prepared for the physicality of this team. Uh, I think they were another team that were, they were touted as being physical and that they were going to be the physical ones. But I I didn't get the sense of any physical nature. The 49ers were out physically them and they their corners did not want to tackle. That is for sure. Uh, so, and like I said, in the pregame, um, that was my, that was one of my biggest questions was, did, were those corners going to be able to tackle? And I, and I think we got our answer and they were, they were not ready for the physical, for the physical nature of this team. I'm surprised if they lose the next game because that's what Niners do. Like they they beat people into not only losing into uh, being beating them with it and, get, and getting their guys hurt, but it's but they also end up uh, making them lose the next game. It's a weird stat to have, but but yeah, look at that stat up. So. Yeah, and this is an interesting comment because Pittsburgh planned for Debo screens and Kittle, but it was BA. Like uh, that, you know, I was prepared for a bunch of Debo wide back stuff, but they hadn't been showing it. Uh, they hadn't even been talking about it, so it didn't surprise me that that we didn't see a lot of it. But I kind of was surprised because I thought that he would just like, oh, okay, here we go, <laughs> and he had a he had one end around. Uh, that kind of worked and and then we didn't really go back to it so which i like i i think that their offense needs to live right where it is running the ball with the running backs and getting and keep and keep those crossing pattern dig routes all that stuff that's what i that's what I want to see from this team uh because you've got athletes that those def- those defenders cannot cover all that grass they just can't Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Randy, the O-line is totally a normal O-line. I thought so. I didn't think it was it was terrible by any stretch. I grant I get it about the sacks. I get it about the pressures probably. We're going to find out like that they got a terrible grades on PFF. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I think in the the balance of the game and like uh, just the the vibe of the game, I didn't think that, I didn't ever get the idea that the 49ers could not drop back to pass. Now, with that being said, we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about it. The only time where I felt uncomfortable with the offensive line was when they should not have been throwing in the first place. I tweeted out a bunch of times during the game about it would be nice if we could get Christian McCaffrey off the field. We're up 20. Going into the fourth quarter, we could get him off the field and be running a tandem of, of Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason. With this, with uh, the Steelers, with the Steelers being on the field the whole game, like the defense being on the field the whole game, it was prime time to get Jordan Mason in that game and just wearing them out with his physicality and his energy. It was that was prime moment to do that. And I feel like Shanny just doesn't understand that part of the game. And, and it sounds weird to say that he doesn't understand it because I'm sure somebody is going to, I'm hoping somebody asks, asks them the question of why he left his starters in so much because Trent Williams almost got hurt. I mean, we were running CMC into the ground towards the end of the game and I get it that they only ended up tw- being 22 carries, but we were up 20 there was no need there was no need at all to be still passing and putting uh, brock in harm's way brock is running in the running for first downs in the fir- in the fourth quarter in the past Shanny has uh Shani has always trusted in his defense and like almost to a fault but now it's like he almost because brock, because he has trust in brock It's almost like he switched the entire opposite direction. And now he almost has too much confidence in Brock, in my opinion. I think that they need to lean more on the run game, just like they always have. And then you use Brock for the decision-making that he has when you need to throw the ball. You still have a dominant running back in Christian McCaffrey. You still have a good running back room. There's no reason. There's no reason, especially when you've got the upper hand. Like uh, I I don't understand at all. Uh, but Roberto in the house, appreciate you coming through, fam. Uh, oh, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Friends, so we can. But uh. Oh yeah, you know what it is like. Uh, tell her friends, you know, you got to tell all of your friends to tell their friends, so we can be friends every day, every week, and like th- th- this is the thing. Oh, I don't even think I said it in the beginning. Make sure you like this video. Make sure that you give me a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. Uh, and also, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, check out the Facebook page. Make sure you join that. Uh, also, I have a group by the same name, Niner Fanatic Content Central. Uh, so make sure you join all that. And and content creators out there, make sure you hit me up so you can put your so I can uh, have you drop your vid, all your content on my page. I just want to drop it all on my page, not for me, for you. I want everybody to see it. So get get involved. And if you don't want to look at this face. I've got, I got, I got you. I got you still. All you got to do is anywhere where you can get your audio, con- where you get your audio content. Uh, I got you. I'm on every audio, audio, pla- uh podcast platform. So make sure that you look for me there too. But I'm just, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining too much about Shani because there was so much to like in this game, but I'm just worried because of obvious reasons of what what has happened to this team in the past that I still don't think Shanny has this down. Uh, His situational football is still off to me, and I don't get it. I don't get it. You would have thought that this would have been the offseason that finally clicked, and he finally said to himself, I've got to just do the right thing at the right time. And it still doesn't look like it clicked. It just doesn't. Like, uh, at when you're up 20 points in the fourth quarter, run the ball. Just run the ball. I don't care if you get another another touchdown. You run the ball. Run the ball, Run the clock out. I don't I'd like we're trying to get keep this team as healthy as possible. Because it's not about getting the week what the victory was there for the taking. It's not about that. it's about getting through this game so we can get to the next one with all of our guys intact and it's not and I don't want to hear about oh, it's football. I don't want to hear about it's football. If your defense can't hold a team they've been holding the team all game long, if they can't hold a team twenty points in for one quarter then then you've got bigger issues. You've got bigger issues, period. So that that's that's all. I just want to see him improve his game management skills and because I want this team to make it all the way. And I don't think that there's another team that could mess with this team if they can just get there with their guys intact. We know that along the way, we're probably going to lose one or two or three or four, but we need to keep it to a minimum. So let's get there. But, but yeah, uh, so it is what it is. Like, uh, for I, I feel bad for the Steeler fans because there was all kinds of hype coming in for them, and we heard it all. We heard all the chatter. They we all thought this was going to be a close game, but there was so much hype, and and I'd said a lot in the last show, couple of shows that I don't know what their offensive line is going to look like. And because it's been bad. It's been bad. And and I also said this, not that I have anything against Mike Tomlin, but his team was not ready to play today. His team was not ready to play at home. So at what point like I mean the 49ers got to the NFC championship game last year. And we're looking at and we're looking at Shani sideways. Like uh the all this whole offseason they're looking at him sideways. So at what point did they do do the fans for Pittsburgh start looking at Mike Tomlin sideways? Because that team that I saw out there today was not ready to play. He had they had a couple of good players, but that offense was atrocious. That offense was not ready to play. That quarterback definitely was not ready to play. The, the offensive line was not ready to play. Najee Harris had nowhere to go. The wide receivers, for the most part, could not get open. They were not physical. Like uh Pickens, who I thought would be the most physical out of all of them, uh looked like a looked like a bargain baseman uh, uh DK Metcalf to me. And I, yeah, I heard a lot of stuff about Pickens, and I've seen some Pickens do some spectacular things, but I said before the game in my pregame, I wasn't worried about him when he was matched up against, against Shavarius Ward because that's when Shavarius shines when he has to go up against those bigger wide receivers. Like, uh, so yeah, I was not, let's put it this way. If we had to face them again, I, I'm not, I'm not afraid of these wide receivers not now that we know we have a pass rush <laughs> and that there is no there is not going to be a drop off in that respect so but with that being said i am going oh and david i want got to answer my guy's question is it the steelers weren't ready or is it our defense is just that good it could be it could be that we're just that good could be i would prefer uh, the the way the way i look at that the way I look at that is that the 49ers have good players. We know that. But there's some good play. We've seen the players on that Pittsburgh team play a lot better than they played today. We've seen it. They made the playoffs last year. Right? They made the playoffs last year. Like, uh, and th- this is a team that that had high expectations coming in. They added some pieces. I, I, like, I just wonder, I just wonder, like, uh, the physical, the physicality of the 49ers was not matched. We've seen teams at least attempt to match the physicality. The 49 you know what's coming. You know what's coming. All you got to do is turn on the TV and look at the tape. Like, uh, you know what's coming with the 49ers. They're going to hit you in the mouth and keep hitting you in the mouth until the end of the game. They're going to keep hitting you in the mouth. You have to be able to match that physicality. And there's a couple of teams out there that to this point, like the Cowboys, like uh, the Eagles, like uh, there's there's a couple of teams out there that have been been able to match the physicality. I would say even the Chiefs on offense match the physicality. Like, uh, but you've got to be able to match the physicality. And so that when I say that they weren't ready to play, they were not ready for the physicality. It showed they started getting down you saw it they they lost they lost hope by halftime and then everybody thought that, that that score at the end of the game when they were led down the field by the refs uh that that was going to get them back in the game and then what happened 49ers threw a haymaker coming right out of the right out of the half with the Christian McCaffrey run and they were right back down in the dumps so That's my that's my point is I would think that a a Tomlin coach team, as much as he is toted as a guy that gets his guys up to play, I feel like he I feel like his guys were had lost their their confidence. They 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 did not look good. They didn't look like they had hope. I mean, Pickens was on the on the bench throwing his hands up. Pickett had terrible body language. Throughout the game, Kenny Pickett had terrible body language throughout the, bo- the throughout the game. Uh, it's it it just didn't look good. It didn't look good, and I I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. Like uh, uh, I could be wrong on all accounts, but to me, that's what it looked like. And and I will say this: it's not the first time. It's not the first time. So. Yeah, and I'm going to mention this, too. Like, for me, too, I agree with this. Drake Jackson gets my game ball three sacks. Teams will now need to account for Bosa and Jackson now. RIP opposing QBs. Look, look, look here. (laughs) Okay? And this is the thing. Did anybody else notice? Did anybody else notice how long Drake Jackson is and how he can reach? He can reach, uh, like, uh, it's almost like it only takes him a couple of steps to get to the quarterback. He's so long that he gets to, he gets like his limbs around the quarterback so quickly that it just makes people uncomfortable. I feel like Uh it, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I'll be honest. He looks really, it looks really weird on, as an edge. It really does. But the uh like, I loved it. I loved it. Love this game all the way around. I mean, not all the way around, but Uh, There was a couple of things, like I said, I just mentioned. I don't want to dwell on those things because I think that that's something that we need to keep an eye on as 49er fans uh, as far as the game management goes. But we're not, we're, we're, uh, we're vibing. We're vibing today. And like we got this week one win. We are one and oh, the 49ers are one and oh. Next, next opponent is. I should have known this already. The Rams. RIP the Rams. That it's going to be a long day for them. It's going to be a very long day for them. That is a bad team. And but I'm going to get into that later in the week. As it is, I got to get out of here. I gotta go, uh, gotta go do some stuff. But I appreciate everybody coming through. I appreciate McNiner, Daytona, Roberto uh there was another guy in here oh edgar like appreciate that guy coming through too like uh i appreciate everybody coming through enjoy this victory guys enjoy it Uh, i will be back on i will be back on tuesday to after i go over my my film and like uh, after i watch the get rewatch the game and like kind of give a real too soon a really too soon look at the rams uh and uh and i'll break down this game a little bit more and then uh wednesday we've got last man standing coming up with me and beto and whoever else is on that on that panel uh that week uh but that's a great show make sure you tune in to make sure you check out that show this wednesday and then i'll be back that next sunday for uh is it sunday sunday game No, they didn't they don't really say. Whatever the seventeenth is. <laughs> uh, I think it's still a set. Su- oh, it's yeah, it's Sunday. So next Sunday, I will be back same time. Like uh, not same time, but right before the game, probably an hour before the game. I'll be doing a show then, and then I'll be doing my pre my after game show. So I appreciate everybody coming out. Uh I'm gonna go and, and enjoy this game, but you guys have a good rest of your night. Enjoy the game. Go go take a drink for me and Yeah, I will see you Tuesday, but as always, go Niners!